Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> Look what I got! <laughs> oh, great, Dean! Yeah! <laughs> but, uh, where's your Honda fit? Oh, I drive a CRV. And the fit combines the efficiency of a subcompact with the versatility to take whatever life throws at it. Yeah, that's what you said. That's me! Can the CRV not take what life throws at it? Yeah, but the CRV adds durability and storage. Okay, that makes sense. I bet my bank has a grace period. I'm going to get a CRV! Ding, ding! Coming at you live from the insane comfort of a Honda CRV, it's You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Coming back at you another week. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the life. Yeah, yeah, well, f you too, asshole. If you knew how to fucking drive, maybe we wouldn't have to cut you off, you cow. Steven, sorry, hey. Zach, continue. No, welcome. Are you in? Are you with me? I need you with me right now. Are you with me? Sorry, are you with these, us? These dingbats on the goddamn road. I need you Zach. with us. They're putting my baby in danger. I understand. I understand, but we committed. We we talked about this. We said, okay, this week, since it's a Honda episode, we're going to mm -hmm. record from a Honda CRV. Yeah. We financed it. Uh, we spent mm -hmm. all that Patreon money on a vehicle that we're just using for this bit. And we mm -hmm. said, we're going to park motionless in this parking lot. No cars around. You've got to calm down on the yelling all the time. Well, I just need that car. dumbass not to be there, Steven, Zach. It, those are trees. There's we trees. have a sign that says baby on board. Don't they care? 
Hi, everybody. Welcome to the program. I hope you're nestled snug inside whatever vehicle you've chosen to listen to us in today. What do you think the over-under is on people listening to podcasts while in vehicle of some sort? I was just thinking that. I think most people probably listen to us in the car. Uh, <laughs> I listen to my podcast in the car, or also if I'm just like, doing a chore like cooking or laundry or something I'll, yeah i'll, I'll I listen to my when i'm cooking or our own I'm podcast exclusively playing a video game or if i'm on the train you know sure i think that well i like to believe that people sit down with us uh plug us in as a their family. record player with an aux mm-hmm. cord you know light a couple candles uh you know partake in their psychedelic drug of choice uh well our mission on this show has always been and i think it comes across clearly that we're trying to take you all as a listening audience back to the era of radio television where hey you're there, able to just Margaret. gather around dinner and listen with little Someone's johnny and Susie. and i like to think that our show paints a such my a vivid picture that you don't need the visual stimulant you can see exactly what we're trying to make you see as we, well as or we, they can just watch the voice. show zach Hi, everybody. Welcome to another week of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. I'm Zach, and I'm not a level 7 susceptible. That's Moon Man talk. <laughs> uh, hi, Zach. I'm Steven, and you better stay away from me unless you need a wrench made of licorice. <laughs> How you I'll doing, give man? one to you. How are I'm you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, I'm glad to be here. We're dwindling, oh so dwindling down these episodes of Community left to talk about. So I'm always glad to be here, but I'm a little bit sad to be here because we only get to do this six more times after this. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a glass half full this one, Zach. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm off sad to be here, but I'm glad to be here. because This time, because we're almost six, done. <laughs> we're almost done. Six episodes left. I can see the light at the end yeah. of this tunnel. Uh, and that and that light for once in my life is not the the heat lamps reflecting off of your shiny little buns. Yep. <laughs> Zach uh, and I only engage in uh, physical intercourse uh, in human size iguana pins. Uh, it gets pretty hot yeah. and sweaty, but the water is nice in room temperature. They can be hard to find, but it's worth the <laughs> it's worth the search. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to be here. Bummed out that we're running out of community episodes, but excited to talk about the one that we're here to talk about today. But let's let's just uh, let's just toss the jib around a little bit. Let's just let's just keep it light and breezy before we get into the the hard working business of being a community rewatch podcast. How yeah. are you? You know, I'm good. Uh, I want to talk about. Uh, oh, wait, did uh-huh. I get to talk about this? Yeah, I talked about what? that last week. But I'll talk about something new. Um, I mentioned that I was watching The Bear finish The Bear. I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's an you, episode... I don't know if you mentioned on the show or not. I, I've oh, been didn't... hearing a lot of buzz about it. Maybe I'll have to check it out. Yeah, if I didn't talk about it last week, uh, I've been watching The Bear. It's really cool. It takes place in Chicago. stars Jeremy Allen White, uh, the best character from Shameless, played mm-hmm. Lip. Uh, and he's really good in it. It has a pretty solid cast of everybody. I don't recognize a lot of Joel McHale makes an appearance in the show. He does make Important an appearance in the community. show, so that makes it relevant. Friend of the um, show, Joel McHale. Friend of the show, Joel McHale. I wish he was in it more. He was only in one episode. They like showed a clip of him, but hopefully they show more in season two, which hopefully happens. Um, I think it is. I think it got renewed already. Oh, good. There was a really cool episode. It, it was really kind of anxiety building but um it was like done in one shot or at least to made to look in one shot i think there were maybe like two cuts in the episode that i can think of that were like clear cuts but it was really cool really well done the pacing was excellent in the episode very stressful the way it's filmed is really cool 
Um, but really good show. Also been watching Arcane, which I sung the praises mm-hmm. of a little bit on Bebop. Uh, but if you haven't watched that, watch it. Doesn't matter if you've ever played League of Legends. I haven't. Never even watched it. Been played. Uh, but it's based apparently on characters from that. But it's super cool, incredible, creative animation. Uh, really cool use of music in the show. Um, <laughs> as much as it hurts me to say this, the theme song is probably Imagine the, Dragons theme the song. One, yeah, the Imagine Bad. Dragons theme song might be the one Imagine Dragons song that I enjoy. But I'm not sure if I actually like the song or I just like the show enough that I Pavlov dog it. When I hear that song, it means that I'm watching the show. Uh, but really, really cool. Cool story. Dope vibe. Check it out. Well, look, I didn't want to interrupt you while you were talking about that, but while you were talking about that, it reminded me of two of the most important things about the show every week. We didn't do them. What's that? First, we've got to shout out our $10 and up We patrons. were going to riff. We were riffing, Zach. It's fine. We're going to f***ing thank the people. Yeah, but I the people should come before the riff. The patrons oh, are so... Oh, people always come before the riff. The patrons are so Here important on Planet Podcast, our vow to this you. gear turning consistently as it does. And I think they should come before we put our fingers up our assholes and, and talk about what we're watching on TV this week. Fair enough. Okay. So we got to shout them out. We got to shout Fix out. It in post. The $10. No, I refuse. We're going to talk about them now. We're going to talk about them now. Yeah. I got to shout out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo. Happy belated birthday. It's it's the day before her birthday as we're talking mm-hmm. right now, but it'll be weeks past, I hope. Y'all had a yeah. fun time celebrating. Yeah, happy birthday. We've also got Mary Baker Budisa. We've got Brian Thurman, some of the OGs, all three mm-hmm. of them. You know, they've been around yeah. since about the beginning. We've got Planeswalker Prez. We've got Brandon Fulkemer. And we've got new this week, not a new patron, but a new $10 patron. We've got Emmy West. Hey, Emmy, welcome to the, the club. So thanks to all those people. Like M E like a part of the like show. the letter M then or or Emmy it's, West. It's like, like Emily Rossum. with an extra M and without an I L. Think so, about it for a while. E M M Y. Okay, so so like Emmy Rossum. Sure. The actress from Shameless and yeah. the Phantom of the Opera. Uh-huh. Was she in the directed movie? Some episodes of Animal King. Yeah, she plays Christine. Good for Emmy Rossum does? Yeah. Eh. She sings in everything. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Uh, so thanks to all those patrons. We're really glad that you help support the show every week. And if you want to be one of those people that gets listed off every week on the show, go check us out. Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. Support starts at $5, which gets you all of the bonus content that we do over there every week. Like You Can't Disappoint Show, Brokeback Bebop, and whatever else we've got working. Early yeah. access of this show, a full week every week. Way early. And there's one more very important person we've got to shout out. They they don't support us on a financial level, but in many other ways they support us. What are you doing? What you got I'm going playing on? Playing some over violin there? for your heartfelt speech. Get, go, keep going. Keep going. Uh, Matt from Communities <laughs> at Communities on Twitter. Thanks. That's all I got. Thanks. Dad. That <laughs> song's for you. I wrote it uh, when I was waiting for you to pick me up from school. Uh, but she never did. I tried to call, but they said that that number isn't real. It was only four digits, and it couldn't possibly be that of your father. Uh, but you never came, Dad. So that's hey, my song I've tested to you. the blood, and it checks out. <laughs> I got a vial of that blood. I got yeah. a vial of your blood. I got well, a vial he, he of my blood. He gave it to us. 
for the and by the end project. of it they were all the same blood so i think same, we're good same blood i think we're in the clear it, you know that's thicker than water zach that's what yeah. they say I might have misplaced a couple of vials. I might have like added but a little nothing's water. Nothing's thicker than my <laughs> love for our dear daddy. All right, well, let's move back into some small talk. So you've been watching those things. I'm really excited because the yeah. day after tomorrow, I'm going to see one of my favorite musical artists of all time in concert for the first time. I'm very, Natalie's... very excited to see what Neil Diamond is doing these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see Jack White. Really excited. I, I think he's going to put on a great show, and he's touring some really great material right now. So I'm excited to go see his show. Super excited, actually. Speaking Very excited. Speaking of uh, Incredibly excited. seeing people that Zach likes on stage, you mm-hmm. see the video of uh, Green Day? That little kid came on the stage and played guitar with, with Billy Joel. Uh, <laughs> played I don't piano really man. like Green Day all that much anymore, and... They have been consistently doing it that at their show. You know, always. they called that kid up there that one time. They gave him the guitar. I've seen them twice. They did it both times. They like called that kid on the stage that time. Do you see that? And then at the end, Billy Joe's like, "You know what, kid? Keep the guitar every time." And it's such yeah, a beautiful okay. So moment, you do know the kid like, got so excited because the dude's made of guitars. He can <laughs> like, give the guitar. <laughs> He's got like a big Bring trench coat one. with just like the guitars in the sleeve. It's really heavy and cumbersome, yeah. but it, it it's great wow factor. Why all the little boys, Green Day? People are asking because <laughs> there are no adults that would pay to go see Green Day. Only kids who see a T-shirt and they're like, "I want to see that band." You think children are still uh, enthusiastic about going to see Green Day these days? Well, the kids days? that I always get the guitar are like eight. That's true. It's, they it's, probably it's played kids... like basket case in their school of rock It's literally class. probably all kids raised by parents old enough to have seen this happen. And yeah. they're like, you're going to get on that. St-. It's like a stage mom, <laughs> a weird You're going to get Billy sidest. Joe's guitar. Yeah. You're going to play guitar from the second you can move your fingers. You're going to learn all of Dookie Somebody, by six. Zach went to a concert when he was 15, has a kid as soon as possible to raise him solely for the purpose of getting a Billy Joe yeah. Armstrong guitar. Yes. And while my kid is on stage performing with Green Day, I'll like find my way on stage and grab a mic and be like, and I'm his dad. <laughs> and I'll make it all about me and everyone will uh, applaud you me. you have the time? And it, like points to the audience, the microphone to the audience and like, yeah. <laughs> and not a single person sings back. <laughs> Get off the stage. <laughs> We're here for the little kid. Anything else you want to talk about before we dive into the, the matter at hand, this week's episode of the final season of Community? Um, no. Oh, I would say if you're looking for something to check out, if you're a South Park fan and you've got Paramount Plus, go check out the 25th anniversary concert special featuring my favorite band of all time, Ween. And Primus is also really, I'm not as into Primus, but they were a part of it too, and they were really, really good in it. And they were the backup band to Matt Stone and Trey Parker while they played a shit ton of South Park songs. And it was just really funny and fun and made me happy. So go check that out. But let's talk about community. We're here to talk about season six, episode seven, uh, just about the halfway point of this final season, which is nuts. Season six, episode seven, it's advanced safety features. This episode was directed by the one and only Rob Schraub, a Rob legend Schraub. of latter era community. And the episode was written by Carol Kolb, uh, who had one other writing credit. It was last season's basic story 
which I believe was the first half of the season five finale, the one mm-hmm. that we didn't like very much. Yeah. <laughs> and this episode originally aired on Yahoo's screen on April 21st, 2015. And let's do it. Let's talk some trivia. Let's dive in, Zach. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six questions for you this week. Seven. Oh, you go first then, Daddy-O. You got it. What does Frankie suggest Troy might have been to the group? Two things. It's like, who was this Troy guy anyway? What did he... Yeah, I don't remember. I remember like some of the other stuff that uh, was said in that bit, but not Off that line specifically. Mm-hmm. Owner Rainbow? Did he own a rainbow? He owned a rainbow. And also, was he the group's pharmacist? Oh, yeah. That was a funny little bit. I like that. Um, what Apparently can the Honda much, Fit handle, Zach? Anything life throws at you. Anything life throws at you. Is Absolutely. that what you were looking for? Yeah. What does the sticker in Britta's locker say? Uh, Natalie's my mom. No, it says Occupy Greendale. Nice. Um, how long can Rick show Britta the CRV foldable seats for? <laughs> 15 minutes. 15 minutes. You got it. Bingo. Points to Zach. Uh, what's the age limit on the ears have it? Ah, it's, uh, seven and up. Yeah, and Jeff's like, so okay, Jeff's so like, then I'm, so I'm six. six. Um, speaking of, uh, the ears have it, what's the subtitle for mm-hmm. ears have it? What's it say underneath it? Oh, I don't know. Ah, lobes of fun. Oh, yeah. That's funny. (laughs) I was doing so well. Damn it. Stupid. Yeah. Idiot. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Sorry. You're right. How much cargo space does the CRV have? And you should know it because we're feeling it right now. Uh, you know, using my big toe for reference, Zach, looks like about uh, 32.5 cubic centimeters you're so close you're so close what is it's it it's not that it's 35.2 you had a me in the goddamn ear okay <laughs> your turn well <laughs> we've got plenty of room to do in this honda crv Absolutely. you know my aunt had a crv for a while and was it a she great loved car it. yeah could zip around um, what's the name of the bar Britta works at? You know, I really should know this because they mm-hmm. bring it up a lot. They're there a lot. Mm-hmm. I should know it because I'm a community fan. I'm not a fucking yeah. punk. Yeah. But it's not coming to me and punk. I don't think I know it. What is it? Uh, the Vatican. I didn't know that. Why yeah, did I, I just not saw it in the signs today. I, I should have know. known that. How many years was the nicer bottle of booze at the Vatican aged? Eight? Yeah. Nice. I know my I scotch. I just bar, but now with the knowledge I have, I'll always remember that it's called the Vatican. Yeah. Um, whose cabin did Britta's parents use feathers at? Was it an uncle? I don't know the name. Uh, it was the Johnson's cabin. Maybe an uncle of sorts? Because <laughs> a lot of good times old uncle Johnson. Uncle Johnson. Uh, okay, what was the Natalie's Freezing Charity album benefiting? Do you remember that moment? Mm-hmm. It was benefiting teens with back tattoos. I mean, it was homeless skateboarders. Homeless so skateboarders. So I think I should give it to you. Yeah. Teens with back tattoos. <laughs> they all probably. Have one. Um, how long ago did Elroy and Julie date? 
like 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one more question for you. Mm -hmm. Why does Annie think current students will show up to the alumni dance? It's like, well, we haven't had many alumni RSVP, but we think the current students will show up for the... Bean dip? Why, that's the degree raffle. Degree raffle. <laughs> They're going to raffle off degrees. <laughs> so they think current students will probably show for That's that. great. And that's my trivia. That's my trivia. Not as good as we did last week. I feel like we did You really, did well, pretty well. Last week was the good place. I'm talking about the last time we did community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did okay, but not as great of a showing as I would have liked. Let's see how that bodes for what we were sent in by our great listeners and fans right, and we've supporters. Got four emails. I'm going to start with one uh, from our good friend Brendan, as usual. Uh, Brendan, sorry. Uh, Hey guys, the sprawling blankness of this email so far reminds me of the 32.5 cubic feet of cargo space in the... Wait, cubic feet? Do you know how f***ing big a CRV would have to be? He said the same number that you said. Yeah. Not the one that I said was right. So maybe you're Maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe Brendan is really showing his whole ass on the podcast. (laughs) Live on the air right now. Back me up. Uh, In the Honda CRV, it can't take anything... It can take anything life throws at it and mm-hmm. includes durability and storage. Uh, Honda CRV. Uh, trivia. What belt level of Taekwondo is Britta? Yellow. She's right? just a yellow belt. Just a yellow belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come, come down here. Uh, what can level you kneel of susceptible... down? I'm just a yellow belt. <laughs> what level of susceptible is the Dean to Honda's great products? Well, level seven. seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, which can be equated to the seven minutes in heaven you'll have every seven minutes driving the comfortable yet durable Honda CRV. Um, why is Abed initially confused about guerrilla marketing? Uh, because uh, he says because gorillas are awesome. Gorillas. They don't need marketing. Yeah. Which is true. Gorillas are great. Uh, number four. How did Elroy tell Abed to stop making nachos? That's nacho job. <laughs> And then I thought about it, and he really did think that it wasn't my job. Um, and then why does Rick love Chariots of Fire and Avatar? Well, he's not a monster. He has to. Yeah. Yeah. Only monsters don't like those things. And for those at home who don't know what Chariots of Fire is, I don't. Actually. Uh, that's the movie with do 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 do. This is not helping jog my memory. I that doesn't even tell me what song it is. I don't think. What is it? Okay, you're not helping me. Yeah, the song they always play when somebody's slow motion running. Chariots of Fire song. Oh. Yeah, so it's like a racing Oh, now thing, like I know running. what you're... Now I'm yeah. with you. Okay. Well, thanks, Brendan. I think that. their legs are chariots of fire. Um, all right. Uh, Yellow Bell. Do you like the movie Avatar? I haven't seen it since it was originally in theaters, and I wasn't blown away by it as a child. Uh, See, the Avatar stuff at Disney so World cool. is really cool, and I'll probably end up rewatching it and going to see the second one, but I don't oh, really yeah. care about it. I like Avatar. I had this okay. really fun iPod Touch game. We could be the Avatar. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Brit is a yellow belt. Level seven. Uh, he's spelling it wrong. It's gorilla with a U. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said it was Nacho Job, and it was more than wordplay. That was a great line. Um, they are immensely popular, so he has to. He's not a monster. Good. We 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 made that our bitch, Brendan. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, favorite funny moment. Uh, Frankie trying to constructively berate the Dean. Also, the Dean's descent mm-hmm. into loving all things Honda. 
Yeah, it was mm-hmm. really funny. Um, MVP goes to Britta. I think she has a lot of great moments. The double slap at the beginning yeah. for both halves of her heart is especially funny and shows some growth by giving up on Rick at the end. Thanks, Especially Brendan. after us kind of complaining about the way they use Britta in the email episode. Yeah. I think this one likewise like has her sell out her beliefs but is actually aware of what they're doing with the character of Britta in this episode. I think yeah. it plays a lot better. I agree good wholeheartedly. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. Our next email is from our dear, dear, beloved, uh, God rest his merry soul. Uh, <laughs> it's Christmas Day, my like boy, Daddy. Messing up your references. Matt okay. from Communis. Uh, hi, guys. This is a great episode with the minor exception of the voiceover fix from kettle drums to mm-hmm. steel drums. Wow. Did you notice that? No. Every time uh, they talked about that in the commentary. That they said kettle drums, and it was because the people that were writing the episode did not know the difference. They thought it was kettle drums, which is something different. Yeah. And then they noticed that Ignorance. after they had already shot the episode, and they fixed it with ADR. So every time they say, it's like, hey, remember that thing about the steel drums? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like really obvious, and you can see their mouth move as if they're saying kettle. Yikes. But I kind of like... At least give them the respect for fixing for their fixing mistake. It. Yeah. Obviously, they're not going to film it again. Yeah. Embarrassing, though. Um, it has the greatest monologue from Frankie possibly ever, mm-hmm. and playing guessing games with your parents works exactly like Britta's experience with Deb and George. Uh, never played much guessing games with us, did you, Dad? And I, I think you're generalizing home. there because for it to be like uh, how it is for them, you're, the parents have to like each other. Mm-hmm. and enjoy playing games together and yeah. have had ever been on the same page as one another. Yeah. And that's just not my experience. <laughs> Dad. Oh, great. <laughs> um, have a great one, guys. Communities, Matt. Trivia. Thanks, Pops. How long had Elroy stopped loving people after breaking up with Julie? A crisp well, 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. Uh, which friend of Deb and George collects elephants? I assume figurines? That'd be the Johnsons. Nope. (laughs) What was the question again, please? Uh, was was her name, like, Claudette or something? I'm gonna go with Claudette. I I clearly don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, number three. What are Elroy's wrong guesses for the drawbridge? I know one of them was catapult. Uh, 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 a mechanical alligator. Nice. Um... 20 years, Joanne Schoenbuchner. That's what I said. Yeah. Claudette. Uh, Enemy knights, cavalry, arrows, alligators, mechanical alligators, and catapults. Somebody give us that one. Uh, Thanks, Dad. No, I love you at the end of this message once again, maybe one day. Says a lot. Really says a lot. Um, Our next one is from our good pal, Artie. Uh, Artie says, hey, Zach and Steven, I really enjoyed last week's podcast episode. Thank you. Even though I think we disagree on how we feel about the basic email security as a whole, you guys call it mid, and I personally feel it's a touch harsh. I think mid's a bit generous, Artie. Um, but I think mid is actually right on the table because it's got that really good stretch, but the I, the, the concept of the episode is really lacking, and other than that stretch, it's lower than episode. mid. Yeah. I think mid is exactly where it belongs. But it's fine that you like it, I guess. Well, why don't you do your podcast with Artie then, Zach? <laughs> it's fine that you like it, Artie. Just never email us about it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. It's over. Um, I hope you can find more positive things to say about advanced safety features, as it is definitely my top three community episodes for season six. 
I find myself smiling like an idiot throughout the entire 29-minute run. There are ridiculous elements to both plots, and yet they still feel grounded. It's also yeah. a better product placement episode than the Season 5 finale episodes by a mile. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Rash and Danny Pudi even filmed a Honda slash Yahoo screen collab commercial mm-hmm. that I recently found on YouTube. And there's a link. Thanks, Artie. I'll watch it. It's funny. Uh, with the A plot, I love the callback to Season 3's digital exploration of interior design. You touched me in ways no one ever has. And the return of Rick, the artist formerly known as Subway. I also love the addition of Billy Zane, whose character is suave, but is not as mysterious mm-hmm. as he wishes he was. Totally. And the fact that this oh, plot Oh, no. Us... Where did he go? <laughs> he's, he's just over there. We're not, we're not supposed to notice. Um, <laughs> and the fact that this plot gave us Frankie's infamous I'm so sorry, but you're so stupid monologue so stupid. that I wished was directed at many a sitcom character, like half the cast of Superstore, which I'm currently rewatching. Sure, give you that one. Superstore. I haven't good. watched like- that one yet, but it's been near the top of my list for a long time. I know that I need to watch it. Yeah, I like I'm excited Superstore. to watch it. I think I'll love it. Mm-hmm. I think you will, too. Uh, it was also good to see some growth in Britta's approach to romantic partners. Going from the kind of woman who obsessed over a lobotomized carny to the kind of woman mm-hmm. who knew better than to lose herself and her values for someone else. After a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About 27 minutes in, she catches on. This is the same episode where Annie's like, give me 40 minutes and we'll talk about it. And she's already running to find yeah. him. Um, the B-plot felt odd on my first watch because I never had the impression prior to this that Elroy didn't like Jeff. It just came out of nowhere. But then again, none of the other characters picked up on this either. I actually now think it's possible that Elroy actually did like Jeff and was only just upset about the prospect of Little Miss Why Would Anyone in the Band Be Called Natalie showing up that he lashed out at Jeff. I don't know if that's me being Captain Obvious because this only occurred to me last week. Regardless I don't know of what if I canon, agree with that. I think it's I think easy Elroy, to not like Jeff. Yeah. Um, I think, like like... Elroy picks up on the everybody just thinks this guy is the coolest, neatest thing ever, and that he's just not won over by that. Right. Um, Regardless of what is canon, watching Jeff try to impress Elroy and eventually see them hug was super wholesome. Other things I enjoyed include Chang's deadpan PowerPoint presentation during the cold (laughs) open and Frankie playing steel pan so earnestly. I have no idea who to pick for MVP because I really particularly enjoyed Britta, Frankie, Jeff, and Elroy in this episode. Maybe I'll arrive at a decision once I've heard your thoughts on the episode, Artie. Thanks, Artie, for well, writing that's not in. really how the game works, but yeah. thanks for the email, Artie. <laughs> yeah. You know, Artie, you're, you're one of the good ones. Don't lose that. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got an email from the almost birthday girl herself. Well, uh, past birthday. By this point, she's way older than she was when it was her birthday. Yeah. Yold. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, hello. I hope y'all are having a lovely day so far. I've been enjoying your controversial takes on this season very much. I feel very strongly... controversial. I didn't even know. Yeah. There's some controversy. Maybe it was the whole news thing or Israel. You know, what's our controversy? Uh, I feel very strongly about some of season six being just okay. So it's interesting to hear different takes. I definitely laughed more this episode than I have in the past few. I'm excited to send questions. Fun fact... Um, there's a figure in the background of Britta's bar that's actually from an awful Mexican TV show for kids Whoa. called El Chavo del Ocho that aired for like 15 years in the 70s and still shows reruns every single Sunday in all the country. She pointed out to me and I was like, I have no idea what that is, but it is truly so cool. in the back corner of the bar. Um, yeah. Incredibly strange that that is there and has nothing yeah. to do with this, but just noticed it today. Anyway, that's here are my cool. questions. Thanks. With answers. A year older, a year wiser. Thank you, uh-huh. Danny, for sending answers so that we actually know the answer to your questions because we will not go find them. 
Um, what is the ears have it slogan? Uh, that uh, would be lobe, lobe, lobes of lobes fun. Lobes of joy. <laughs> I think you might be right. Nailed it. Uh, what color are the Dean's three Honda vehicles he first bought? There's the blue oh, fit. Oh, the fit was blue. There's the, the gray, CRV. silver, CRV, silver, uh-huh. white. And then there's the red lawnmower. Uh-huh. Uh, name a couple of the Boston rules for the ears have it. Uh, uh, my favorite one. Yeah, my favorite one was elf ears are wild, joker ears are regular. That was my favorite <laughs> runner. Yeah, I don't remember That's all I got. the other ones. Um, what is the prize of the raffle at the alumni dance? Uh, degrees. Degrees. <laughs> degrees. Yeah. Uh, what kind of ears does Deb have first? Uh, mm, Spock. No, she has a second. Elf ears. The one that really? she like has and he like guesses. Is... I thought it was Spock ears. Second. It was Spock ears, but she takes some off at the beginning of the in tag because he guesses them. She's like, she's like, what kind of ears do I have? And he's like, blank. And she's like, you can't do that. Grab new ears. Then she grabs the Spock them. ears. Bunny ears. Bunny ears. Bunny ears. We'll go bunny. That's my guess. Um, lobes of fun is the slogan. Mm-hmm. Blue Honda Fit, silver CRV, red blower. Um, three elf ears are wild. Joker ears are regular ears. Rat ears are an automatic loss. No peeking, sniffing, or asking. Mm-hmm. Do I have lobes? Um, <laughs> four a degree. Five rabbit ears. So good job. We got more hey, answers hey, than hey. we ever have from that. Much love, Danny. Happy belated birthday to you, uh, my love. Well, it's because she sent us the the answers, so we both looked at them before we asked we the read. questions. We yeah, read, we read ahead, ahead as we, we always do. do. Well, thanks, Danny. Thanks, everyone, for thanks, writing everyone. in your emails. Uh, send us in those bones when you get a chance. Love Follow to see Follow us em. on Twitter, at YouCan'tDisAPod, where we'll make the call every time we're about to record, and we need your emails for the dwindling episodes of Community we've got left. So if you've always emailed us, if you haven't done it in a while, or if you've always wanted to, you've only got six more chances after yeah, this. Yeah, don't so. be nervous. Yeah. You, they're bones. What are you going to do with them? Come on. Come on. you got so many of them. Steven, how are you feeling about our next segment? Um, I think I'm going to do great, Zach. I love the attitude. Let's go right into it, I'm people. It's time it. for Did Steven Watch the Episode <laughs> This Week? I'm zooming into my Honda Fit. I'm going to tell you if I watch the episode this week. Turn on sport mode. Listen to that Honda <laughs> engine purr. <laughs> Steven, there's 20 seconds on the clock for you. You yeah. ready? You want to just dive into it and you want to just make it happen? Let me breathe. Okay, Zachary, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. Coming to you live from inside a Honda Fit with plenty of space. 32.5 cubic centimeters of space in the back seat. Britta finds Honda again. They talk about how great Hondas are. Dean buys a bunch of Honda stuff. Uh, Elroy doesn't like Jeff, and Jeff wants to change that. So they get a band, but they, Elroy used to f*** the band. So then he's like, hey, I hate you, Jeff. Stop. Then... <laughs> Honda. Ten full seconds of that. <laughs> Were you describing the Honda CRV? Yeah, <laughs> correct. I was contractually that obligated. We're in on the podcast. So 10 seconds of that was you recapping not the episode of Community, but this podcast. Uh, disagree. By my estimation. They talk about that in the episode. The new spacious 
durable Honda CRV. Yeah, but CRV. it wasn't framed within the plot of the episode. I think that was pretty bad, TBH. Well, you know it's not pretty bad? The gas mileage in my <laughs> Honda CRV. Just by clicking sure this little button, great. it tells me how many miles I got left, and it's way more than I expected every tons, single time. Tons. Shit tons of miles. Well, yeah. you're going to need those miles because it's going to take you a while to drive to a better grade because that earned you a D+. Plus. Well, you know what is a plus um, is the AWD all-wheel drive on my Honda CRV. Um, it's an optional feature, but it's one that I decided to go with because a guy that lives my kind of lifestyle, I'm always on the go. Sometimes I get stuck, but you're not going to keep me down Steven, for long in my Honda CRV. Have you ever owned a car? No, but if I was going to own one, it'd be one of the moderately priced. Excellently created and crafted uh, Honda product line of vehicles. <laughs> let's do some favorite funny moments. I wrote down a whole wall of them, so let's just go rapid fire until you or I run out of some, and then we'll talk about the rest as we go through the episode. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I want to start out just by saying yeah. Chang's uh, PowerPoint presentation was that was mine too. Excellent. Uh, the fact that he wore his like teacher shirt, he was so serious. He's like. And even from the, like the first slide, you know it's going to be a mess, and that's great. And that moment was so great because that's the type of moment in which season six shines because they would have had to have cut that if it was a 22-minute episode yeah. on NBC. And I'm really glad that we have this weird little Chang PowerPoint bit that has nothing to do with anything. And I'll say, so, Zach, this is one of the episodes that uses its time accordingly. I, I didn't sit there feeling like, wow, this is 30 minutes long. I got to the end tag and I was like, oh, wow. I didn't realize this episode was the length that it was. It was really enjoyable. I think it feels the length that it – it. I think it still feels the length, but I do think Nothing it, feels it, the length that it is to me anymore, Zachary. I think it fills the time with that length a little better, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I wrote down the first time when the dean is freaking out about Honda, and he's like, I have to find a Honda dealer. School is canceled just because he <laughs> needs to go buy a Honda Fit. Um, I really liked when Abed was talking about the guerrilla marketing. Why do they need marketing? They're amazing. That's great. That was funny. When Rick and Britta are talking and Rick says, you touch me in ways no one ever has. And Leonard walks by at the perfect time to go, nice. Nice. Yeah, that was one of mine too. Um, I think Elroy leaving the meeting. They all sometimes like to you know, just chat. And he's like, uh, I'm, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go to class. That was it great. was the same when Jeff comes to sit down at lunch later. He's like, okay, I'm just going to go to class. I'm going to go to class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, the way that there were a lot of really good Dean line readings in this episode, I really liked the way that he says wholeheartedly to Rick when he's like, can the CRV not take what life throws at it? (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. Um, I thought it was really funny when, uh, Billy Zane goes to the bar and when he's like hiding behind the table, I thought that was a really funny bit. It's like, where did he go? Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to understand that, but, but he's right over there. He's right there. Crouched down. And they cut it perfectly. They only let it linger on him for like a second. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that, again, I don't know if they would have had time for that character in a 22-minute version of this episode. And it's f***ing Billy Zane. (laughs) Um, I wrote down Abed's speech about the rules to the ears have it. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, that was good. Um, I laughed really hard when Elroy was like, ah, I think they'll be together forever for a very long time. And then starts laughing. He's like, you got her pegged. I think Chang says that. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. Uh, I 
I thought it was funny when Jeff is just trying to pick up on every detail to make Elroy think he's cool and he's leaving. He's like, uh, Natalie's freezing, Natalie's freezing, Natalie's freezing. Trying <laughs> to remember. I just thought that was kind of silly. Um, I liked when Elroy kind of confronted confronted uh, Julie and was like, you hear that? That's my impression of you. That's what I think you sound like. I thought that was so funny. Keith David delivering that I wrote that, that down too. Bit. Yeah, that was really good. Fine. That's you. That's what you sound like. That's my impression of you. <laughs> Uh, of the whole Dean and Frankie part, my favorite moment is when the Dean says, well, you don't think I'm a level seven susceptible, do you? And she's like, well, no, because that's moon man talk. Uh, <laughs> like, the nobody bit that calls I, anyone that. The bit that I wrote down from that was, good Dean, smart Dean. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> or that was from later on. So Stupid, dumb. you're so dumb. I'm so sorry, but you are stupid. I, I, do you know what that? Of course you don't. You're an idiot. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> don't even answer, because whatever you say would be wrong. <laughs> that uh, I wrote down, something. Chang, as long as I'm up here, does anyone need anything reached? <laughs> yeah, he's, I, I'm working on my reaching. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, and this was, this was I, I said it at the wrong time, but I, I did think it was really funny after the Dean... Uh, after Frankie kind of takes the dean at the way when she's like rubbing, she's like, good dean, smart dean. Because all the dean wants to be is a good dean. And he's just not. He's just <laughs> not. I thought it was really funny after Rick and Britta have perhaps their last big fight. Or maybe not. It was after at Britta's parents' house. And he, dang it, and he hits the steering wheel. And he goes, oops. He like hits the Honda steering yeah. wheel. And then it's like, oops, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Um, Frankie with the steel drums was pretty fantastic uh, just because she was like so enthusiastic about it. Paget Brewster, um, I think she Frankie's really kind of found her place. Absolutely. And she point. found it pretty much right yeah. away. But and I think like, they like episode after episode. Yeah, episode after episode, they find just the perfect way to fit her in again and again. She really works as a main character of the group. Um, I thought it was really funny in the bar when Subway comes to take Britta away. I keep saying Subway. Mm -hmm. But Rick or uh, uh, Honda or whatever, when Rick yeah. comes to take Britta away, and Britta, like, awkwardly climbs over the bar, like, puts oh my her God. leg on top of it. Do you remember? Yeah. She, like, puts her whole leg on it and... and Rick's like, I think that's kind of an awkward way to... And then she, she, he tries to, like, carry her over, and then they embrace <laughs> awkwardly. Well, funny. I like that Elroy's, like, sitting there, like, what the hell was that? And then, like, the guy, like, pokes his head out of the employee room and kind of awkwardly makes eye contact with Elroy. That was funny, too. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else? That's all I wrote down. I, I just have one more. The single teardrop on the Honda logo. Oh, that was while great. While Natalie's freezing plays. <laughs> uh, okay, so then what did you think about this episode? I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. It's probably, you know, in my top... Uh, two of the season so far. I think this and the um, the dog gave a dog a degree episode are probably holding strong for me, which I, I like because I haven't been super big on the last few. Yeah, I agree. I thought this was a really funny episode. I think it's a sequel of sorts episode that makes a lot of sense to go mm -hmm. back to this character. I think it's really funny and. His first episode was really iconic in a lot of ways, and I don't think this, because it was in the middle of the Troy and Abed pillows and blankets yeah. fight. I remember Britta and Subway like passionately making love in the in the blanket fort or the pillow fort. Uh, I don't think this episode quite reaches those heights, obviously, but I do think it does new and funnier things with the idea of working really obvious marketing into an episode of the show even now that they've done it a few times i still think yeah. they find new ways to make it really funny in this episode 
Yeah, all I think of the it's product really placement's hilarious. I think it's a great usage of the Dean character all throughout this episode. I relate a lot to being the type of guy that sees a commercial or <laughs> sees a cool thing that someone has and just immediately has to have that oh, yeah. exact thing. I thought it was just a really funny concept, and yeah. I like that it's a, a Britta kind of starring episode. Um, I even really like the B-plot being about Jeff not always being the cock of the walk and how that e- bugs him, even though he's not really willing to show anyone that how much it really bugs him. Uh, th- th- this was a pretty solid episode, honestly. Yeah, and a funny one I, I forgot to write down, but when, like, I thought his name was Sub... Nope, don't say that without compensation. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really, a really, really funny, funny joke. smart joke, yeah. Let's dive in. Let's do it. What do you think about the the bit with like the prison jail thing? I thought the Britta riff off of it was funnier when she's like, well, I forget what she says, but the way that Britta takes time to think when Jeff is like, do you even believe half the yeah, politics that you believe in? And she thinks and she's like, yeah, uh, no, yeah, I do. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> And it does make sense that many Greendale alumni have been in the in the correctional facility yeah. system of some sort. Like if they gave a degree to a dog and they almost gave degrees to iPad. Well, they made an iPad a teacher. They're raffling degrees off in this episode. <laughs> That's been a really funny thing for me to track in this season because that was such a big deal if anyone found out that they gave a degree to a dog, but there have been quite a few things since that that are just as bad or worse that nobody cares about at all. Uh, This pretty much just sets up the Chang PowerPoint thing while they're all having their meeting at the beginning of the day to talk about the tasks going around to the school. I thought these scenes did pretty well because this isn't really an episode where at the study table in the beginning of the episode, it's like, this is the task, this is the plot of the episode, all right, guys, break up. This is kind of just a goings-on-at-the-school type episode, and one that I like quite a bit, so I liked this uh, small-talky version of the opening scene that doesn't really push the plot along, it's just the the characters kind of bouncing off one another, and it allows for the great Chang PowerPoint bit. That's just so funny. Kim Jong, all of his timing throughout this entire sequence is just pitch-perfect. Yeah, I think it's so good. The The slides are so funny. His, like, acting off of what probably is not actually uh, a presentation behind him of these I was images thinking the same thing. Is, is really good. And just show and everyone's reactions they, to him. The way that they use, like, PowerPoint transition effects, like when it's the picture of his face and it gets big, oh, it's yeah. big and then small, and then pop, it's big again. Just all kinds <laughs> of really iconic PowerPoint transitions. Did you like making PowerPoints in school? Did you have to make um, a bunch? I, I liked, liked making it. PowerPoints more than doing just about anything else in those classes. Yeah, sure. I would always do all, like, the crazy, like, when you could, like, make your own, mm-hmm. like, entrance, I'd, like, draw a really crazy line every time. Like, I was that kid that had, like, 11 <laughs> transitions per slide, and it was really obnoxious, but got the point across. I kind of have the feeling that I wouldn't be – I haven't used it since college. Yeah. I feel like I'd be a little – I'd be a little bit in the chain camp if I tried to use PowerPoint – uh, to actually make a presentation. Anything it's after not that Word 2011, like, uh-huh. I'm completely inept at. I've only ever used Notepad. I could never afford anything of the, of the, <laughs> of the word You're just processing typing variety. <laughs> You're just actually writing but using the computer to like hold the piece of uh-huh. paper. Yes, we could afford the monitors. We couldn't, refor- we couldn't afford the tower. We had to make no, no, no. I had to draw my own Minesweeper for years. <laughs> Damn it! Blew up again. <laughs> I like that Chang was was prepared with the egg behind the 
the screen. That was great. The tape ripping noises that go on for a while to really drive the point home. And then that the egg, it cracks, and it's a regular egg, and he does it again, and it's still a regular egg, not the dollar <laughs> it's supposed to be. And there's a good sting on that later when he's like, that's how you're supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah. He just kind but of I'm thought no if magician. he had the idea, it would happen. I'm just a guy that knows how to use PowerPoint. <laughs> and it's so funny because it has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. They just move on. Yeah. <laughs> Which, which I'm sure this sort of thing happens all the time where Chang just does something and they're like, okay, that was that today. Now on to whatever. <laughs> uh, so then Frankie brings up the idea of guerrilla marketing and there's the funny Abed joke. I really like Abed's shirt this week too. I know there's yeah, a he's, lot got, he's got Abed a really shirts. cool one later on It's like too. a sloth on a parachute or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frankie brings up the guerrilla marketing, and I think that the community is not the only to do a joke like this or an idea like this, but the concept of people being entities of a company without you knowing that they are and they're just there to like sell the product i think is a really funny clever idea and yeah. something that they didn't exactly get to because the, the the purpose of subway wasn't for him to sell sandwiches to people no he, it the gaff was just that he was a student at the school who was literally the the human embodiment of subway but but this episode is more that idea of people being put into situations to make certain things look cool so yeah. that you'll buy them and it's all 100% false and, and presented to you as real human interaction. I think that's a really interesting idea. Did you ever watch Angie Tribeca? No, but I remember that it came out and it looked um, and had good people in they it. They have uh, probably Jones? my favorite, yeah, one of my favorite one of those because like the whole episode, like the whole first, second episode of it is basically like a Ford commercial, but it's like... You're like in like when the commercials are airing like between the like parts of the show, right? Like a Ford commercial plays, but then that's actually the show came back on, and you don't realize it was really funny and clever. I like how Frankie is talking about you know this is something to watch out for. It's not really a big deal, but we should keep an eye on the people who are most likely to fall for anything. So if you see anything, tell the dean <laughs> because he's going to be the guy to worry about. Cue the dean walking in and giving a really great performance of of his newfound fervor. For the concept of Honda. <laughs> the Dean's speech here freaking out about the fit is awesome. And I love the bit that goes on through this where, like, the fit isn't even the nicest of the Honda models. No. So he was just won over by, like, one sentence about the specific car. And then later on sees the next model up or a couple <laughs> models up and has to get that instead. I think the Dean is so funny in this. He The, the fervor is the best word I can come up with to describe mm-hmm. it. That, that Jim Rash sells perfectly. That he's just so good. possessed by the power of Honda. So good. Frankie, that's also a, a stealth funny line when she's like, I'm just going to give the school's assets a quick freezy-weezy freezy as he goes out <laughs> to buy a car. Danny pointed out to me on the board there was something written. It says, like, something, like, blank, but it does have the episode code. It says, like, uh, GC... They do that six, a lot in seven, 5 and like 6. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. There are messages a lot. Oh, we haven't really done a good job of looking for those. Have we ever, so in, though? <laughs> in this moment... Um, <laughs> So Elroy is like, okay, is that the meeting? Do we just leave? And Annie says all cutesy. Well, sometimes we're like funny to each other. And Elroy's like, all right, bye. And that prompts the B-plot of why is Elroy so stoic? Uh, He hangs around all the time. We really like him. Does he maybe not like 
us as much as we like him. I really like when Annie brings that up to the other study group members. She's like, hey, guys. And then Abed and Britta, like, in unison, like, lean forward real intensely. I thought that was a funny <laughs> little moment. And they bring up the idea of what I just said. Does Elroy not like them as much as, as they like him? And they all kind of debate that. What do you think about like Chang's run? Yeah. I, I thought it was funny. Is he... Uh, Black Pierce is he old Troy? Is he surely old without Troy a or giant Shirley purse? without a giant purse? Is that the really only funny. thing in Chang's mind that differentiates Shirley from Elroy? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting because Frankie so quickly found her place in the group without having to be new something. Yeah, why does uh, Elroy have trouble? Because he's being the the something? black one, Zach. Mm. Does Elroy actually have trouble finding his place, or is he just not like Jeff? I think he knows his place. Well, at this point, I think that's what they say. Uh, they say that he's having trouble finding his place. They all kind of feel that he's a little bit less involved than they'd all like him to be. But then it yeah. goes on to be mostly, yes, that he just kind of doesn't like <laughs> hanging out around Jeff, which I get. Which I get. Well, Abed has his line where he's like, well, yeah, I've been kind of boring since Troy left, and everyone like reacts, and... And he's like, well, it's not just me either. You all kind of you have all have been, been too. too. Do you agree? Do you think it's been boring since Troy left? I mean, I think that it hasn't. I okay. It's a different show without Troy. There have been there were stinker, stinkers when Troy was there. There have been stinkers since Troy left. I think that they definitely have struggled at times to know what to do with Abed. Sometimes they still have some good Abed episodes, but I think that he I don't do think the major faults stuff. of the show at this point are because Troy isn't there. Like no. if Troy was here for this last season and all the episodes were thirty minutes, we'd still have a lot of the same issues that we have. I don't think sure. that really has anything to do with anything because uh, I think season five was pretty great, other than a couple episodes and the problems with those episodes. I don't think were that Troy wasn't there really. Mm -hmm. Even though I do, of course, miss Troy, because so many times over the show, Troy was our MVP. He was our voice yeah. of reason. He was. I do miss Troy, but I don't know if boring is how I would describe the show. I wouldn't Troy. call it boring. I think some of season six is a little boring, but that's you know. I think it's funny the line when uh, so he, she's like, "What is the deal with Troy?" And someone's like, mm, "We don't like to talk about it." And she's like, "But you do all the time." <laughs> For me, in this episode, I have never really thought the steel drums thing is that funny. I it's think it, it's a little bit mean at first, but I think that the her the visual of her playing them is kind of funny. That clever to it to me that uh, Jeff says something just to say something. Everyone's like, "What?" And he's like, "That'll pay off huge. Don't worry." And then halfway through the episode, they kind of like, "Has that paid off yet?" Nope. We'll keep waiting. It will. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, she's playing steel drums. I feel like it's very e easy. And it is very easy. I don't. I don't know. I can. I don't like when I can see the math in a joke. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't like when I could like do their work for them. I like to sure. be caught off guard by the joke. And this joke pretty much told us exactly what was going to happen, happen from, the, from the jump. And I don't think the visual was really that funny either. Mm. It it felt out of character for me, sure. for Frankie to uh, dive into the steel drums and then to perform them on stage. Well, she's a fixer. Give her a problem. She'll find a solution, Zach. I guess that's true. It's just a little too silly, I think, for how the character has been so far. Well, maybe you are putting her in a box Why and not letting her be, be the silly now? Billy she wants to be. She said freezy okay. wheezy 
that's 30 true, seconds she did. ago. That's true. She she absolutely And did. that's the truth. Slaps egg on table. <laughs> so after the theme song, we get this cute little scene with Annie and Britta where, you know, a, a lot about Britta's past comes up in this little scene, both that uh, a literal lover from her past is back in in her life and the, the life of the school because of this guerrilla marketing thing that was going on. And also it brings up to... And also it brings to mind, of course, the Blade episode where Britta yeah. was so obsessed with someone from her past coming back into her life. So we already know how she's going to react to a situation like this. And I think it sets everything up for a really interesting Britta episode, which is not something we get very often. Yeah, and I think that especially after last week's kind of swing and a bit of a miss with the Britta plotline, um, I think that this week does a much better job. I kind of noticed that... Alison Brie uh, never undersells her lines, but she doesn't get a lot anymore. There hasn't been a lot of no. Annie this season, really, at all. At least plotline-wise, other than as she relates to living with Abed in the apartment. Yeah, I wonder if she's been, you know, Alison Brie's career was starting to get a little bigger at this time, yeah. Uh, if you like Mad Men, stay tuned, because me and a special guest uh, whose initials uh, rhyme with uh, A... Bache, uh might or might not be taking a little foray into the Mad Men verse. Uh, that's right. Me and and Johnny Hambone are gonna be spinning some yarn, uh, or actually spinning some fine Italian silk, uh, like our ties are made of, um, into the ears and hearts of your homes very soon. So make sure you you keep your ear uh, pressed to the Oxford shoes. And you'll Steve, you'll you, hear it. Have you watched Mad Men? No, but <laughs> I like Christina Hendricks. You got the call. He and Johnny Ham wanted you for the podcast, so we're losing Steven. Sorry yeah, to announce. He's a it fan this of Brokeback Bebop, he, but that's true. Yeah. Steven's leaving the podcast to go do a rewatch podcast with him about the show that he was in that Steven has never seen. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I he's do, got a different perspective than me. It was fun for me watching this episode whenever they did stuff involving the cars to see that they really brought a car commercial mentality to it because I'm sure there's yeah. all kinds of really specific rules on how the car is photographed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and they truly only talk great about Honda. It's great. Nothing bad is, is said or reflected about Honda and its excellent line of vehicles because there's nothing bad to say about Honda. You know, it's... it's uh, Sent in from from Japan with love and care, uh, and handed to to those who who deserve it, which is anyone who cares about themselves or those they love. Honda, a family so company. Rick is titillating two young ladies with the concept of Honda when Britta notices him from afar, his old lover, and comes for a, a, a meeting between the two to. Uh, discuss what's going on, why he's back in in her life, why he's back at Greendale. And I don't know. I think this is a cool thing. I think they have as silly – it was the same when he was Subway. As silly as the concept is, they actually have some chemistry and spark with each other that really grounds the silliness of him not even being a real person. You kind of forget how silly it is sometimes. 
Yeah, well, and I love how they really change up his look for this. Subway was a certain type of guy, but Rick, Rick is outdoorsy, he's rugged. That's true. And he's sensitive, too. That's you know, he point. cares about the planet. Because Subway really was a student, like, he was kind of your... Guy. Regular Joe was Subway. Yeah. He was clean shaven. He was wearing like a button up shirt and khakis type thing. Yeah, he but was a nice he's... slice of, of white bread. But Rick, Rick is rugged. Rick is multi grain. Yeah. Rick is good. Has, that, I didn't even think about his outfit being so car commercially because <laughs> he does look like he's dressed to do something outside that's not too messy. He's dressed to uh-huh. camp but not sleep outside. I don't know. I think it's really well, funny. Well, because you can they sleep in the job. spacious cargo of your Honda right. CRV, Zach. I think the guy that plays Rick does a really good job in this episode. I do too. And always, he shows up in other things. He was one of Elliot's love interests on Scrubs, and he, I believe, has been the soldier on It's Always Sunny. Right? Yes, he's both of those things. And I think, honestly, his two episodes of Community, maybe not. Maybe he has more in Scrubs, but his episodes in Community... I think he has more in Scrubs, for sure. Well, for sure, but I think his performance... For sure, he has more in Scrubs, Zach. I agree with you. I think his performance in Community really stands out. Yeah, you're right, Zach. Because I feel like in Scrubs, he he kind of just has to be like a pretty boy nurse, kind of vapid. Mm -hmm. But he gets some really funny lines, and I feel like he can actually act pretty well. Because he's got to embody this car commercial, not real guy who is perhaps in love with this girl that he's met throughout it, and I think he plays it very well. What did you think about Britta's uh, revenge on him, the the two slaps and the almost knee of some sort? I thought it was really funny. I think that they did themselves a good thing by not having her slap him and then kiss him, because that's what normally happens in a scene like this, but the two slaps and then trying to knee him in the groin uh, are really funny. <laughs> But she can't quite do it, and it's not yeah. really clear why. She says it's well, just she's only she, a yellow. Yeah, she hasn't. And learned. her instructor's not so tall. Yeah, but Rick's idea here, and this is before Britta knows why he's really here for the the Honda of it all. Rick says that he's just now been able to become his own person, and that mm-hmm. he's never stopped thinking about Britta, implying that that's why he's yeah. here, and that their love connection is going to continue. And Britta is pretty off-put by him the whole time. I think Britta does a good job of standing her ground. But like the slap and a kiss scene, it's not that much better than that because very soon after this, (laughs) she's like, fine, we can have sex for 15 minutes in the back of the car, but then we're never talking about it again. Well, and clearly there's plenty of space. They had a wonderful time in the back of that CRV. Plenty of room. Yeah, that blanket was fully spread out. They were both Mm -hmm. laying comfortably in the back of that car, really comfy. And now it's also a flawless vehicle, not something you can quite say about the vehicle that the Dean rolls up in, the Honda Fit. Uh, It's more of a subcompact car. Yeah, the Honda Fit serves a lot of of great purposes. It's a piece of shit. Zach, yeah. uh, the we'll Honda just, Fit we'll is a call great it it vehicle. Is. It's, it's got a lot of get up and go. It can handle anything. Um, but if you're looking for a little more space uh, in your trunk, you know, if you if you're not going to be taking it off road and you want to have the best experience on the street that you can, the Honda Fit's for you. But if you're a man who likes to live a little more ruggedly, then I'd recommend the CRV for your troubles. This is maybe my favorite Dean moment in the whole episode when he shows up and sees Rick in a nicer car than the Honda Fit and starts questioning some of the stuff that he told him that led him to buy the Honda Fit. And I just think his his childlike betrayed but yet still completely down to buy anything he's selling 
demeanor that he has in this moment is really funny. I just love the, can the CRV not take what life throws at it? Oh, and Rick's like, yeah, of course, it can, it can. But but the CRV's got more space and it's more durable. <laughs> and the dean's like, yeah, that makes sense. And then he runs off to see if his bank has a grace period. <laughs> Which I, you know, dean, dean, I really want to know what happens to the dean at the bank. Because the dean goes to ask, like, hey, can I, like forget about what I just did and like give you that money back and use it for I would else love to instead. see all of the transaction I want to see him at the dealership both times yeah because uh, we saw the energy that he ran into the study room with I just him hyperventilating and be like I need I need a Honda I need a Honda fit now and I need it now please tell me please God tell me you have a Honda fit and buying a car is not a short process. It takes a few hours. So I just think of him the whole time, like, so f***ing excited. Well, the dean is, the is also the type of person told. to just say yes and sign whatever it is in this case. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't care. Write my name. Forge it. I just need my Honda Fit. And then an hour or so later, he comes back in that car in just as much of a hub. <laughs> CRV! CRV! <laughs> I need a CRV. Please take the fit. I need the CRV. Well, why not have two cars? You're a man becoming of two vehicles. You're right. We'll throw in this this powerful blower as well. So here's the Britta and Rick situation that we're getting here. They can have a slightly more real relationship because Rick isn't outward about being a representation of a brand but Britta will know that he is only there and being the person that he is to promote and sell Honda vehicles and that she'll be complicit and then involved in that if she uh, if she sticks with this relationship and it goes against a lot of what Britta believes but for whatever reason there's this spark between the two of them where Britta's willing to let it all slide to be with him what do you yeah, what do she you has make of this that? carnal attraction uh, to Rick which i understand he's a he's a handsome guy um, you know Very it's, it's kind of like a situation the beard where does him well yeah she she wants to have her cake and eat it too but it's not her cake it's Honda's cake but she will happily enjoy taking some bites. Speaking of cake, uh, in the Honda CRV, whether you're transporting uh, those thick cakes on the back of them jeans or three cakes for your nephew, niece, and other nephew triplets birthday party, the Honda All CRV the is They'll the vehicle fit, no for problem. you. Mm-hmm. All the cakes. The caked up car of the, of the year. <laughs> So now we get this little scene in Jeff's office. I've got to say, even though I like the dynamics of Elroy doesn't like Jeff, Jeff doesn't like that, but doesn't want anyone to know he doesn't like that, and the game night and all. It's I like the storyline, and I like what it leads to, but it's kind of every time they cut to it, I'm more focused on the A story. Yeah, I agree. I, I At least at the beginning, I will say I, once Elroy is like – in it more i I enjoy it quite a bit but i think that when it's the them making a plan of what they're gonna do it's just that they're having a game night yeah that's the type of thing that could maybe be cut in a slightly shorter version of the episode Mm -hmm. what do you take of uh the new handshake that abed and annie are workshopping that involves annie grabbing and milking abed while he moves you know being the country boy i am zach i love a good milking um you know, and I like that it's an interracial milking. That does some stuff for me. Um, it's a buy. So, and if you guys want 
uh, that's the type of Patreon content that we would love to put out there. If you're trying to see us recreate this handshake and do yeah. a little interracial milking action, uh, <laughs> five bucks, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Tell, them the, tell us the milk sent you, and we'll, we'll whip yeah. it up. We'll do it. Sure. We'll There's a price we'll on anything, and our price is low. It's, it's shockingly low. <laughs> Jeff, the functional alcoholic, he is drinking in the middle of the day at work again. We love to see it. And it's six years old, too. <laughs> Start him early. We then cut to a post-coital CRV Look strolling. at all that space. Yeah, it looks nice. It looks like a great vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that And look at how flat the seats lie down. Oh yeah, really nice. They're postcoital in a in a well satisfied Honda CRV, and I love the image of like the shadow of the Dean's face when you first see him. He kind of looks like a monster. <laughs> yeah, you know, through the privacy safe uh, edge of legal tent uh, windows that will fog up when you're banging to keep you mm-hmm. keep it nice and conspicuous. Uh, you know, we love to see it out of our Honda CRV. Truly the yep. the the car for the man on the go uh, who knows when to go and where to go. Honda I, basically, Britta's trying to have this conversation about what their relationship is actually going to be, which is totally interrupted by the Dean, and then Britta has to hide under a blanket. Um, not so great. This This show, with its depictions of what men mean to the women on the show, not great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do we ever... We never this see... This is not the only hide and secret walker role of shame Britta yeah. has done. I was just show. about to say that, like, honestly, the Choi and Britta relationship is the healthiest because of how it's portrayed, and, but even they do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. That's that, that same that same storyline. If the anything, Dean's maybe so it's... proud and excited. If anything, maybe it's Britta and Jeff that are that are the most, like unsullied because they're both fully aware of how fucked up the other one is well they, they were secretly really plowing too though nothing bad nothing wrong with a secret plow nothing wrong with a secret plow but sometimes society isn't ready but they have referred to it as dating in the past mm-hmm. so maybe it was a secret dating which why why you know he's hiding the he said he was hiding the world from his kid but he was hiding his kid from the world you know you understand that do you get that reference zach i don't know if i do or not i'm not sure if i understand uh well you see drake had a secret kid that nobody no, I knew definitely about don't understand but then push a t dropped a diss track um like about it where he like told everyone that drake had a kid and then in a song drake was like i wasn't hiding my kid from the world i was hiding the world from my kid and it was really corny Dean shows up, and he has made quite a few purchases. He didn't return the fit. The, the bank didn't have a grace period. He's got the fit, and he's got the CRV. And is that a ri- is that the riding mower? Yeah. And even, even Rick, who's here to sell items to people, is like, but Dean Pelton, one vehicle is enough for one person. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's kind of what I, what I kept thinking, but I can't shake this fear of losing even one small part of what Honda has to offer. 
And Honda really has so many parts to offer. Are mm -hmm. you a high-octane racing fan? Well, Honda supplies engines to all sorts of racing disciplines. Um, formerly, Red, formerly Red Bull Honda Racing, still providing for the world championship leading uh, Red Bull powertrains, as well as several disciplines of IndyCar, NASCAR, and racing all over the world. Check it out at honda.com uh, slash racing. I really like how Rick is having a crisis, kind of, and he's like, I don't know if I can really sell out this guy if he's going to do this, but the Dean literally <laughs> looks him right in the eye and is like, well, whatever it is, I am on board. You don't I have to worry board. about it. It's really funny. This is kind of when the B-plot takes off, because as Jeff leaves his office, he sees the, the game night that he that he decided to skip out on and sees that when Elroy is hanging out and relaxing with all the people that he's... Uh, kind of the life of the party. He's joking around. He's telling stories. He's he's making inside jokes with everybody, and uh, it's it's mainly because he's not around Jeff, who is usually the center of attention. Is that what you think? Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Elroy gets to be the life of the party. He doesn't, you know, get the wind taken out of him by the snide, sarcastic remarks of, mm -hmm. of, of Jeff. You know, and I think Elroy's a fun guy. He he, you know, designed a. A virtual reality system, for Christ's sake. You know, he's That's whimsical. True. And they're playing a fun game. I'd play that game. And as soon as Jeff gets there, Elroy just leaves. <laughs> and and Jeff is like, I guess Elroy just doesn't like us. And everyone else is like, maybe El Elroy just doesn't like you. Yeah. Because they were all having a good time. They were making bonds. It was more than just wordplay. Tune in to More Than Words Play. Uh, where Zach and I go through Extremes' whole discography, <laughs> song by song. Is that a lot? Is that one. a little? We don't know. Let's find out. We don't know. I like the little moments in the scene of Chang cheating in the game. When, as yeah. Jeff gets there, they're like, Chang's ahead by three pair, but there's an asterisk by it, and he's like, I'm cheating. And then in this <laughs> moment when they're taking turns, he has like a crumpled up card that he puts on the table. Like, extra, extra card. card. Are, you, are you good at cheating, Zach? Are you a cheater in games? Is that a skill you have? I can't think of... I, I'm i not good enough at games to be good at cheating at games. Mm. I've... I can't think off the top of my head of a great example of me knowingly cheating to win and getting away with it. I do have cheaters edition of Monopoly, which encourages Ooh. specific cheats, and I don't think I'm That's bad at cool. that. I think I have a decent poker face. I just don't always nice. have the strategy behind it. Hmm. There's a couple anime that are kind of based on like cheating at like gambling things. Uh, I'm I'm pretty good at cheating. I, I I I won't give away any of my secrets, but I'm I'm pretty good at success successfully cheating at games when I need to. It's all sleight of hand. It's like being a magician, Zach. You know, I'm just putting on a show. Billy Zane shows up in this next scene. Billy Zane. As kind of, I don't really know what his position really is. If he's someone, is up his name top Hillary? Honda. Is, is that, that what his name him? is? They call him Hillary. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of the higher up at Honda. He's kind of Rick's boss, and he shows up just as a patron at Britta's bar, and kind of gets to marvel at Britta's uh, uh, marketing skills as she talks him into going for the more expensive drink. Do you know anything, Billy Zane? But Titanic. <laughs> yeah, uh, Scooby Doo movie. Who is he in the Scooby Doo movie? Doesn't he play the bad guy? I don't know. I haven't seen the Scooby Doo movie since in before I would have known who Billy Zane was. I'm sure we know Billy Zane for more than he that. He was in the recent MacGruber television series. 
Uh, I didn't watch that. I the did. The Phantom with Billy Zane. Back to the Future Part Two. Who is Tombstone? Back to the okay, Tombstone. Who's he in Back to the Future? I don't know. He's in Back to the Future Part 2. Interesting. Uh, apparently. Let's see. He plays Match. Everybody's favorite Back to the Future Part 2 character, <laughs> Match. Come on. He's in Scorpion King 3, Battle for Redemption. He's in The Roommate, starring uh, Leighton Meester. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Roommate. Um, he was in Pocahontas 2, Journey to the New World. Come on now. Uh, That's fine. The... Let's stick to the task at hand. Oh, he was in Poetic Justice? Nice. I've known what some of these are. Back to the Future Part 3. I can only assume he reprised his makes role a as, comeback. As, as Match. Um, so I want to talk about this scene because I think it's a good scene. Uh, Britta kind of is talked into being in on the ruse, into being in this relationship with Rick. And she kind of, I, I like the side of Britta that we see in this episode where she kind of ends up having fun a little bit yeah. being one of the salespeople, even though it really sells short her beliefs. Well, she's good at it. You she know? is and good it at it. She gets to plow uh, Rick. Well, I mean, they're both attractive people. We'll see here in a second in that scene with Todd. They're both attractive people, and you put them together, and you see how great their life is, and they make it seem like it's because of something specific. Uh, you're going to Google that thing. I mean, I'd, I'd get a Honda CRV if that's what my life had in store. Yeah. Getting to hang out with Rick all day? Absolutely. Getting Billy Zane to do all the little crouch jokes are so funny, and the way that they show it the first time is my favorite because they make it yeah. look like he disappears, and they don't call attention to it, and then when Britta does call attention to it, uh, um, before we move from this scene, Zach, yeah. uh, the the guy in the corner there in the barrel—that's the Mexican cartoon thing that Danny was talking about. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool that she noticed I think that. They do show it again. I see it right yeah. there. Yeah, that's cool that she noticed that. And I wonder what led to that being prominently displayed. If there was someone on the crew that w was fond of it and had a prop, or if it was part of the set dressing. I I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Write us in, little little guy. But that Tell scene of him it. crouching and you just see like the the little bit of his head was really, really funny. It's like he's right there. I think they hold on it just the perfect amount. <laughs> it was good to see Todd. I liked the scene. I love Todd. Even though I felt pretty bad for him, uh, Rick and Britta are being grossly cute with each other and talking about how now that they have the Honda CRV that they just rail all the time <laughs> and todd obviously is having a little bit of trouble in that department and he's well but here's sold. the thing you know are they doing anything wrong zach they're giving somebody something they want this is gonna make todd's life better he can carry his antiques yeah he can plow well that's the conversation that they just had with billy zane that's what got britta to to do this and, and you know what zach honestly I buy from my targeted ads on Instagram all the time, and I love those shirts and gadgets and, and doodads that I get from them. Some of my favorite things, my favorite accessories that I use but, on a daily basis Steven, it I get would from be, targeted ads. This is why it's different. If I, if I, who you look up to and and mm -hmm. and look at as a hero and as the coolest person that you know and as like yeah. a real example shining beacon of style and of mm -hmm. up to the minute 
yeah. gizmos and all grace. that. Don't forget grace. The grace, of course, but that's not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just goes without saying. Uh, mm-hmm. If you found out that that was totally manufactured and the only the, the this person that you think you know is a real person is actually a commercial that's different than buying from your targeted ads no i'm buying what you're selling man if it could make me think you were cool it could make someone else think i was cool <laughs> if it can make you think i'm cool anything's possible <laughs> yeah the product works zach And I also do totally believe that once Britta is in on the scam a little bit and sees how easy it is to swindle people and Todd just literally walks off murmuring CRV, uh, it's kind of (laughs) hot. It's kind of sexy when you're doing this with your Mm -hmm. partner and you're doing it well. It almost reminds me of there's some stuff in Better Call Saul where Jimmy's kind of a bad dude and he swindles people. And his significant other is turned off by that and turned on by that. You know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Sexy, sexy. Ooh, sexy, sexy. Then we get the nice Elroy moment of of him calling it as it is, saying he seems like a nice young man. I bet they're going to be together forever and everyone laughing. It's a really nice, true bonding moment that Elroy is finding his place in this group of people. (laughs) It's great, you know. I mean, and and it makes sense. Elroy is a funny, fun guy. He fits in well with this group of of non-self-absorbed people. Well, Andy can be a little self-absorbed sometimes, but but Andy right now is so just, just chilling, vibing. Yeah. And Chang was literally a dictator. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really funny literally the moment that Jeff shows up, uh Elroy's like, "Well, I guess I'll go to class then." And leaves. <laughs> Uh, but Jeff takes Did off. you ever have people like this in your life, Zach, that, you know, maybe you ran in a similar circle, uh, and whenever they'd come around, you'd be like, ah, yeah, time for me to go. Or, yeah, I think I'll pass on this, uh, Yeah, shindig. but at least I have the decency to hang out while they're there and then talk massive shit about them once they're not. <laughs> I definitely had some people where I was like, oh, Zach's gonna be at this, think I will quit the show choir this year. Um, Okay, so here's a shitty story that I'll tell really quick. Freshman year choir trip to Kings Island. Uh, Me Mm -hmm. and a buddy and maybe one other person, you, like, had a sign-up sheet and you wrote down who you wanted your group to be, right? Yeah. And uh, a a kid that I would refer to as – now, this is coming from someone who's the modicum of cool. Uh, Mm. Someone who I would – say it was a real classic type a nerd like pale as can be hair as red as the the ones on my scrotum uh uh, just thick glasses like really again zach is talking about himself really (laughs) really annoying to be around and he wrote his name on our group and we Mm -hmm. really didn't want him to be in our group so i erased his name and put it in another group and then on, on the day of he was like Oh, I guess I wrote it down on the wrong one. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's a shame, sport. Maybe next year. you have to year. ride the racer with someone else. <laughs> That's the yeah. example that comes to mind. So hey, Jeff learns through do. this situation that something that Elroy really likes is Natalie is freezing. And we can talk a little bit more about Natalie is freezing in a second. But uh, Jeff takes this as his opportunity to find an in that if he... If he dives deep into Natalie is freezing, that or does something involving Natalie is freezing, that Elroy will be won over. Here's something I don't get. 
if Elroy is so jaded uh, out and not able to love anyone because of his love for the artist from Natalie is Freezing, why is he so into stuff like Abed and Annie and them giving him a CD? Why is he so into their music and stuff? Wouldn't he also get irked by that, not just when Jeff does it? Well, no, Zach. It's, it's like the LeVar Burton thing. Okay. You know? You can't disappoint a picture. You can't be reminded of your heartache from a CD hearing songs. That's you can fondness. masturbate to the CD of the lead singer but that you, you dated, but you can't. But if you masturbate to her singing it to yeah. you, then they call it a different again. story. Yeah. They're like, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? So Jeff's really getting worked up that Elroy doesn't like him and doesn't understand why he would really like the other people but not like him. He's starting to be kind of mean to his friends. When Chang's like, whoa, take a knee, man. <laughs> when he says something mean about Abed. Uh, and, and they suggest that maybe Jeff does something to put himself out there to, to win Elroy over. And he acts like he doesn't care about that. But then he leaves thinking about Natalie's freezing being one of the things Natasha that he knows freezes. that Elroy likes. So he can uh, remember that and win him over using it. Here's what I want to bring up before we get into the classic Frankie Dean scene. We're about to get quite a bit more Natalie's freezing in the remainder of this episode. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember when we watched the other episode that featured their song that we were kind of like, this scene's kind of cool, but it's pretty pointless, you know? Yeah. It was that scene where Britta's hallucinating, uh, that it was kind of cool, but it was one of those season six things that feels really weird and could only happen in season six. Uh, how do you feel yeah. about it now that we learn more of the lore in this episode? Do you feel better about it or do you think they shouldn't have brought it back or what do you think? I mean, it's fine they brought it back. I don't think it makes the other scene any more needing to happen. Do you think that they were planning the this from then? Do you think they were no. thinking about Elroy having dated Natalie is freezing from that no. point? Sorry, Julie, not Natalie is freezing. Yeah, why would they call it Natalie? They're artists. <laughs> I just thought I'd bring that up. I think if they, I think they needed to write more songs. Mm, I think yeah. they should have maybe had another song. Well, they have a lot of songs. They just play the hit, man. I mean, in the you episode. start your show with a crowd fave. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, you didn't get to see their whole set, it's, Zach. It's kind of one of those things that it really feels like they're trying to make it a thing, and I don't quite know if it works. Yeah. This Dean and Frankie scene is absolutely perfect. It's one of those scenes that you can take out of context and is just hilarious. The Dean being surrounded. He's got the, the Honda jacket on. He's surrounded by a Honda lawnmower in a box. He's got like a... It's a generator. Mm -hmm. He's got motorcycle. like a... Motorcycle. Mm -hmm. The dog's got on Honda gear. There's several lawnmowers. There's multiple mm -hmm. lawnmowers. Of different varieties. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of Honda memorabilia. Even the Dalmatian in the back has a Honda hat or something on. That is what I said, Zach, is the dog in the back. Oh, it's just that I'm in Honda just merch. now noticing it. I hadn't noticed it before, so I thought I'd bring it up since I didn't think... We got think, the dog in the back with the Honda merch. Either, so I thought I could bring it up and really be a hero and, and show you the cool points. You got the, the dog in the back... <laughs> Absolutely. This whole scene's really funny. Smothered and in Honda merch. It, it's shown how smart for the show the Frankie Dean dynamic has been, and how now mm -hmm. seven episodes into the season they can really build off of that. And Frankie's been taking in all this information and working really closely with the Dean for these seven episodes, and now she's able to finally like not help herself and reserve judgment on the dude because she's constantly the one who is seeing directly the dumb stuff that he's doing and saying and thinking all the time. Yeah, she's got like a front row seat to 
to what is the Dean. And she's like, okay, this is like so beyond <laughs> normal. He wouldn't be secretly working for Honda because when I met him the first time, he was secretly working for a completely different company. <laughs> the Dean is just so innocent and aloof in this episode. It's adorable. Yes. And Patrick Brewster delivers this monologue to him, calling him stupid, in a way that feels so genuine, lost-for-word stream of consciousness. It doesn't feel like a monologue that she's memorized. <laughs> it feels so real. She's, yeah. like, embarrassed by him. She's, like, kind of feels sorry for him. She wants be good for him, but she also wants him to, like, pay for the shitty decisions he's made. It's a really great moment. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Jim Ratch does a great job playing off of this, like, incredible frankie monologue too because he's like he's getting progressively more and more sad as it goes on and he starts feeling really stupid but he still like goes to her for a hug at the end because he's like oh no what have i done i thought that was funny that after frankie just goes in on him calls him stupid and says i'm sorry a hundred times but you know that she's not really sorry she just called him stupid a hundred times and then he still goes for the yeah. hug afterwards he just needs comforted it's so cute i had totally forgotten that the actors come back as britta's parents you mean Deb and Martin Mole? Martin Mole, yeah. Come on. I don't. I didn't remember them Deb. coming back, and I don't really know that they needed to. I guess I kind of get what they added to this episode. No, I changed my stance. I like that they came back. They don't add a ton to this episode. Yeah. But I like that now we've met Britta's parents, and they do still continue to exist. And now we're going to hear from them. Every I like now. them more in this episode than in the giving Britta money episode. The I think I enjoy Britta their contribution episode. more. They weren't giving Britta money. They were giving everybody else money. Well, they were giving Britta, you know, the, the transitive property, Zachary. Take an algebra yeah. class, why don't you? Sure. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. The parents being here is actually pretty important because it's kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back for Britta. Because uh, she wants to talk shit about how awful Avatar is. And she can't even do that without uh breaking honda rules she's got to like everything that, that the general public likes and rick is even trying to sell honda products in conversation to britta's parents and she feels like if they're going to be in a relationship with each other that some things should be sacred but it's clear that that's not the case well you know honda does have excellent floor mats in their vehicles to really oh let you God. know that no matter what's on the bottom of your I'm boots you can get in and out of your car safely you know, Zach, can I take a second and say something to you? Um, I feel like I've been doing a lot of yeah. the heavy lifting. Uh, Honda asked us very aggressively to be mentioning the stuff, and I feel like oh, I'm I thought that was real. <laughs> I was just I thought that was real for a second. Well, because I was thinking the same uh, thing. I feel real. like this entire episode, I'll be like. Yeah, and I really like this moment, and I thought this was kind of happening. And you're like, yes, and Honda CRV has the the leather dexterity of a million suns. Like, well, yeah, but well, it sure does, Zach. This... And that leather is uh, homegrown wagyu leather, uh, right from the fancy Fully cows with cooked the fancy and edible. Meat. Oh yeah, I lick it every day. Honda is not responsible for steering wheel based contracted diseases. Okay, so now we're setting up in the cafeteria for the dance, and Jeff shows up, pleased as punch, that he has found and booked Natalie is Freezing to perform tonight. Yeah, Jeff gets to come in and be the smug hero, because now he's the one who, who knows Elroy. Roy. Yeah. Yeah, but Elroy gets mad. I don't know. I Are you out of your they... damn mind? 
I think if they were going to make this reveal, there should have been something before this that hinted that Elroy is into Natalie as freezing, but has some sort of weird past with them. It kind of came like out that of nowhere. It was to me. I like that, though. Why would he tell them? Yeah. He's embarrassed. Okay. He's scarred. You know, he has a deep connection to this band. They have all been talking about Natalie as freezing, so Jeff or anyone has any right to... If the situation was different and, like, Abed and Annie had shown up and been like, we got tickets and VIP meet and greets, would he have been, you're out of your damn mind to them, or is it just because it's Jeff? He would have been like... Well, he would have been nicer to them because he's talked to them about Natalie as freezing. He's talked with Britta about it. Jeff not just that overheard... He Julie. Well, no, but he's talked about his like of the band. Jeff's just overhearing and, and trying to cater, pander to him. It's pandering. I get that. I get the, the madness there, sure. And then Natalie is freezing, shows up, and it's one Lisa Loeb playing Julie. Ah, you mean like the, the game, the ear game, Lisa Loeb's of fun. <laughs> Lisa Loeb's of fun. That's what this episode <laughs> was for me, for sure. Yeah. They show up here to play, and I like how they, they kind of, like, put them to work to to put the party Yeah, together. like, the DJ was supposed to handle the frozen yogurt machine. Do you guys got that, or? <laughs> know how to do that? <laughs> I thought a couple of things between Rick and Britta in this scene, their kind of fight scene, I think because they're under contract with Honda for this episode, this is, like, some of the best filming in a car I've ever seen. It genuinely looks like they're driving... I don't know if they actually were driving the car through, but, like, I actually believe the background outside. Yeah. I think that Rick is doing a realistic amount of steering wheel adjusting as well. And usually people are, like, driving it like they're, like, on a stormy sea or on, sure. like, a wiggly road. But, no, it's a straight line. Just just keep, like keep the wheel where it is. Argument really builds up when he's like, stop the Honda, Rick. Stop this beautiful car to engage the highly responsible anti-log brakes in this incredible vehicle now. And then like a really smooth <laughs> brake shot of the car. It's awesome. It's truly so good. And the problem's always going to be what it is, right? Britta's never going to be completely okay with the charade that their life would have to be. And uh, Rick has made it very clear that this is literally his only personality trait. So it's yeah. one of those cases where, like, the, 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 the passion is there, but uh, their political alignments are so different from one another that it could never be a relationship. I mean, this is, this is what Rick was born to do. He feels God's pleasure. So Britta storms off and leaves. <laughs> Rick, in anger, punches the steering wheel. Oops. I think that's such a funny <laughs> moment. He's got to be real really careful cute. with the Honda. Back at the bar afterwards, Elroy meets Britta there and isn't really expecting to see Britta there. Uh, he came to the bar for some solace, but they end up actually having a nice little heart-to-heart -heart with each other. Yeah, I like Elroy and Britta's relationship. They seem to find each other when they need each other the most. Whenever Britta needs a pair of pants. So he is old Troy. Are you saying that Elroy and Britta... Are you shipping Elroy and Britta now? I'm into that. So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of missing a detail. Elroy, when he stormed off in front of Jeff, didn't say anything about dating Natalie as Freezing's lead singer. No, he did not. He confides in Britta about it. Yes. That's a nice moment. I do like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the drawbridge thing was funny. I thought it went on too no, long. No, me neither. It was neither. one of the season six things that went on too long for me. Went on way too long. And then in the end, when he's like, drawbridge, drawbridge, I'm like, oh, f***ing, obviously. Yeah. 
It didn't make goes me goes like this. Alligator, alligator. Britta does a good job. The way Gillian did a good job selling it, but it's it's just a yeah. bit that goes on too the long. The joke just isn't. Mm-hmm. But it's interrupted by Rick showing up to say that he loves Britta and that he'll get out and that he'll get a job and they can be regular people. Do I like it? He's like, what do regular people do? Buy things. I'll do that. Bye. That's funny. <laughs> That's really good. And then Britta really awkwardly lifts herself over the bar for them to ride off into the sunset together. I thought it was so awkward. Their embrace and their kiss was also so awkward in a funny way. I thought they... It works. I th- I think the two actors really play well off of each other in these moments. Yeah, I, I, I like that that's who they brought back for Britta to have, like... Absolutely. ...thing with. Of all the people they could have, I'm glad it was it was Rick. So they run off to go to the dance and to see Natalie is freezing together. Uh, and by, and I had the thought at first, because in a second we see the guy like around the corner from the bar that's working there. But for a second yeah. I thought, did Britta just leave the bar unmanned? Did she just like leave Me too, I had that same at? thought. And Elroy kind of sits and is lonely and I don't really know what the message is supposed to be here. Is Elroy supposed to be learning something about being nicer to people here, about joining the group? Um... I think the lesson is, uh, Zach. Yeah, please. Uh, two in me. the hand, one in the two in the one in the hand is worth two in the bush. What? <laughs> Natalie's bush is freezing. Not well, Julie, not Natalie. Well, they're artists. Because she doesn't believe in God. Exactly. Elroy says to himself, freezing. you need a drawbridge thinking, I'm thinking like, is he talking about bridging the gap to friendship? He needs to let the drawbridge down so the friends can Is he talking aboard? to himself or is he uh, begrudgingly talking to Britta in a angry teenager? You need to get but, your well, life together. And I think he likes Britta though. I think it's what I said. Well, yeah, <laughs> but right before Britta left, she had just uh-huh. gotten on him about needing a drawbridge. Sure whatever they're in a tiff so now we're at the school and i thought it was funny when rick and britta are talking while they're waiting to go into the dance in the concert when britta's like oh yeah natalie is freezing i hallucinated one of their music videos in his rv once and rick's like (laughs) oh yeah that's weird meanwhile frankie reveals over a phone call that the dean is purchasing a fleet of vehicles for the school's athletic department (laughs) the perfect trap to set to get Rick, as he calls, this is a big score for him. He's got to work on some kind of commission. It's exactly what I'm saying, though. The problem is always going to be the problem. Sure, Rick can say he's going to give it up and that he's not going to sell anymore. But then the second he sees anyone who is like on a higher level of susceptibility, he's got to do it. He's too good at it not to. You know, you put some fresh bloody meat in front of a lion, no matter how many times you've washed his ass, he's going to bite. I thought this moment was really funny and kind of symbolic. They they kiss, and then he goes off to do his thing, and they're split by all the people walking between them, and it kind of signifies mm. that this split is going to stay. If I lay here. They kiss each other, but that's the I end. If I just lay here. And Britta says, I'm just a level seven susceptible too. Just forget the world. It actually works to the scene. The song it works totally really works. well, right? I love when he just runs but away. But that's it. not the song that they actually set it to. I th- No, no, they do the montage to Natalie's Freezing a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, Elroy shows up and confronts Julie, the lead singer of Natalie's Freezing, and gets to tell her off. And 
And it reminds me a lot of the scene in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World where he gets to tell off the girl from the Clash at Demon Head. Brie Larson? Is that Brie Larson? Yeah. Yeah. It Friend of the show. Of uh, not our show, but community. Brie Come Larson. on the show, please. Please. Um, I think one of the funny moments that I skipped uh, was after Elroy get, hugs Jeff. He's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. To, like, I love you. I love by. you. Uh, that was really I thought it cute. was a funny moment that really Jeff if every now and then he just like said I feel this and I want this you might not always get what you want but it's always good to say what you're feeling to people and yeah. he says you know what Elroy I like you and I want you to like me and that's all they ever needed to have in a conversation you uh, know what Zach you like me you want me to like you and I understand that I don't give a shit if you like me Hey, 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 that's We're not what your goddamn dream journal thing. said. It does that's not, not your matter therapist. if you like me. That's not what you said to your therapist. I bugged the room, Zach. I've heard all your sessions. All your sessions. Well, that's where you're wrong, because those were the decoy sessions. Oh, shit! <laughs> you have I an actual you... second therapist that you go to, that you talk to for real? I knew that my real therapist, I knew that my therapist was secretly just you, Mrs. Doubtfiring me. So I got a second <laughs> therapist. Oh, Zachary, you tell me know. about your problems! <laughs> mm. Like, yeah, well, I, just love Steve. I just love Steven so much. Oh, well, why? Why? What do you like the most about him? Is it his definitely good looks or his, or his wit? Yeah, I've, I've hear he sounds like a funny fellow. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> it's mm. all that. Do you want me to, like, give you his number? Mm, I, my, I've got my therapist, Madam Pussy Willow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's me. How did you get in this Honda CRV, Madam Pussy Willow? Oh, well, there's plenty of room for three or even up to five comfortably. But Steven just disappeared. Oh, well, he's somewhere in the spacious trunk space, probably taking a nap, which is legal in a parked vehicle such as ours. Hmm. Do you want to help me recap the rest of this episode of Community, Mrs. Pussy Willow, Madam Pussy Willow? Oh, I've actually got an appointment. <laughs> okay. I have to do, leave. do you think maybe you could get Excuse Steven for me? Let me find him in the spacious okay. back of this Honda CRV. Perfect for a family or a man on the go. <laughs> we heard you the first time, Madam Pussy Willow. Aren't you supposed to be oh, a therapist? Oh, hey, was that Madam Pussy Willow? Who's she? Steven, your nose is falling. Why is there a nose falling off your nose? Oh, I was playing dress up back there. Thought that oh. lady had a cool nose, and I wanted to see if I hey, could make. Hey, I one really like meant it. to set up a future appointment with Madam Pussy Willow. Is she still around? Can you still grab her? Grab her back. Um, Madam Pussy Willow actually told me to tell you on the way out that she already put you in for Tuesday and Thursday, and if you need to reschedule, uh, you can give her a call. Well, I I actually put my phone in the toaster, so to reschedule, I'm going to need you to get her attention right now and bring oh, her back. Oh, she said and... just in case of that. Oh, uh, she did? She you really to, know her yeah. pretty well, huh? Yeah, she figured it was a quick chat, but she really got a lot yeah. across. Uh, she was like, it's okay, <laughs> just put it in some rice and the phone will work. And if not, just, just walk down to the office anytime, uh, but call first. So anyway... Britta is mourning the loss of Rick, but Billy Zane's character, Heather, did we decide Heather? Hillary? Hillary. So Heather says, you know, you're really good at this. You could come join if you want. Celery? But Britta can't do it. But what's stopping her? Why does she need to stay here? Why does she really um, need to keep going to Greendale? Morals. 
Yeah, okay. Does she even go to Greendale now, Zach? They is still... Britta in any classes? El- apparently Elroy is in classes. Well, Elroy is the only student. And That's... Annie was in ladders. Annie was in ladders. <laughs> you always forget the ladders principle. The 2015 Honda CRV does sell itself. Gillian sold this line like a champ. Her tearful yeah. sports utility vehicle of the year thing and, and Billy Zane's reaction to it. This is great. And he's it's like, really look good. over there. <laughs> I like that he like hesitates which way to run. And then Britta wipes. <laughs> She's still with tears coming down <laughs> her face. Where did he go? Why does he do that? Do you think it's like a sex thing? Well, he's got to be mystical. Yeah, okay. Because you're not, not going to believe the magic of the gas that you save driving around town in your Honda CRV or your Honda Fit. Both get excellent mileage to the gallon. The Turn episode the kind of mode. ends with a montage set to that one Natalie is Freezing song that they bothered mm-hmm. to write. There's a really like clunky line where, where Vicky from the audience yells the name of the song. Yeah. She goes, Pillar of Garbage, woo! Woo! Did we She's really need to be told that? Well, okay. Well, we got to be reminded, Zach, for the plebs that missed the third or fourth episode, whichever one it was. So everyone's jammed to the song. There's some bombs dropped during it. Elroy uh, uh, mentions that, that he thinks the song might be about him or heroin. <laughs> the steel drum reveal is here, and I, mm-hmm. I still I don't think it's really that funny. Although something I thought that was a little interesting, the music seemed to be trying to follow her actions playing the steel drums that yeah, like shot of her good hitting job. it and whacking it until she was smacks the sticks the together track. and you hear sure. <laughs> other than that they actually did a really solid job of it right here they're like it's great <laughs> yeah <laughs> jeff and elroy bond over a drink as britta thinks wistfully of what she's lost meanwhile rick somberly driving by himself in his Honda, drops a single tear directly on the Honda logo, and that's Which where the no episode Which is no problem. Ends. With those excellent leather steering wheels, he's in no danger of ruining the upholstery. Waterproof, spill-proof, but not fun-proof. The MTAG is Britta again playing the ears game with her parents, and the idea is that it's not fun because the parents are so in tune with each other. I don't think this is one of the better MTAGs. It's kind of just a, well, we've got the guest stars, so let's have them a little more. Yeah, I think the funniest part's at the very end when she's like, I think we did something wrong, and he's like... I know we did something wrong. We sure did. Yeah. For whatever reason, I remember season six being one after the other, like, knockout, really weird, bizarre end tags. And there's been a couple, but not as many as I remember so far. Maybe they're they're all coming up. Mm. I think, Zach, this might be the last episode that I had seen before. Maybe I've seen the next one, but certainly nothing after that. Because I looked ahead this time, I was like, okay, because I remember the guest star from next week. But I think that's the last one I've seen. I have to look it up. I'm pretty sure because I don't the next think I've seen Paintball. Is after this we'll be talking about Intro to Recycled Cinema. Mm-hmm. It's the episode where they make like a sci-fi space movie in Greendale. Yeah, you don't think you've seen it? I I think I have seen that one because I remember the guest star being on the show. Guest star? Who's the guest star? Uh, what's his name? One second, I'll tell you. I think you might be talking about the episode after next, Grifting 101, which has Matt Barry in it. No, no, no. The guy from What We Do in the Shadows. No, no, no. Oh. I'm talking Zachary. Oh, Randall Park. 
No, right? Steve Zachary. Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, Steve. Gu I don't really know who Steve Gutenberg is. I haven't seen oh, Police you, Academy. You or suck. three men and a little lady. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, next week is intro to Recycled Cinema, which I don't really remember that well. I think I haven't seen it since it came out. Mm. Well, but let's finish up what we're talking about here. It takes two: the Mary Kate and Ashley movie starring Steve Gutenberg. As their dad. I would just like to say, just to put out there on the record, I'm pretty sure the only things that that Stephen has has uh, brought to the table on this week's <laughs> podcast are reading off actors' uh, uh, filmographies on Wikipedia, uh, talking about the the, the legroom or whatever in the Honda CRV, and and choppy internet. <laughs> you know, Zach, I hadn't quite brought up the legroom yet, but I did bring to the table. Um, not nearly what Honda does with its very spacious legroom in the driver's seat, passenger seat, or any of the five comfortable seating options in the Honda CRV. Let's finish this up. Let's do some MVP for this week's episode. It's a good episode. I do think it does still have some of the extra padding issues that all of the season mm -hmm. six episodes have had so far but overall i think it's really strong i think the rick and britta storyline is really good there's a lot mm -hmm. of good stuff for all of the side characters really the b plot's pretty decent mm -hmm. who is it for you who gets an mvp well, this week i have a lot of honorable mentions this week i sure. think that there were a lot of people that made me laugh but i had to go with who made me laugh the most so honorable mention to rick honorable mention to britta and honorable mention to frankie and the dean but for me, Elroy's my boy this week. He really got wow. me laughing a lot, and he, he kind of stole the show for me this week. So I give it to Elroy in this episode, surprisingly. I really thought it was going to be the Dean for most of it, but, but Elroy got it for me. I thought it was going to be the Dean as well, and I've gone back and forth because it was really neck and neck for two, not really a lot for me. Uh, so the Dean's going to be my honorable mention because him saying, well, does the CRV not handle all that life can throw at you is a beautiful line all of his delivery is great but for me it's gonna be britta i think this is one of the better britta episodes that we've mm -hmm. gotten since uh when troy left uh, yeah. i think this is a pretty good britta episode and it's one of those episodes that i think kind of just scratches at the surface of all that it could i think there's there's more to to this dynamic that is left untapped by the end of the episode i really liked it yeah me too all right, well, that's it for this week. Next week, we are going to be back to talk about episode eight of the final season of Community. That's intro to Recycled Cinema. So be sure to, to tune in next week and to talk to us about that one with us or talk, talk, listen, listen with us while we talk to us with that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk and that if you shit, want baby. To, if you want, I had to get a clean read. If you want to be on the inner circle of the podcast and send us in emails for the episodes we've yet to record, follow us on Twitter at YouCantisAPod. Uh, check out Patreon, patreon.com slash CantisPointPodcast. Did you just f***ing steal my Twitter read? I've been doing that every week lately to tell people to email us. Make sure to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. We do weekly bonus podcasts. You're a week early on this podcast every single week. A lot of fun, and it helps us take the show further. Steven, where else can the people find us? But if you mention goddamn even, Twitter for a f***ing second. I don't even know why I'm going to do it, but you know that I won't know if I don't say all three, Zach, so I'm just going to have to say all three. Um, There's four. Hate to beat a goddamn horse. You usually say uh, four. I, I hate, I hate to beat a horse. Oh, I hate to beat a horse. 
Uh, but make sure you go on over to Twitter uh, and follow us over at You Can't Disapod. We get real raunchy over there. Uh, it's the place to stay up to date with all the up-to-the-minute news of what we're talking about when we're talking about it. Uh, feel free to mosey on over to Instagram. Follow us over at Can't Disappoint Podcast. Uh, and then if you want to really get both elbows up inside of us, uh, come on over to Jesus Facebook and Christ. YouTube and follow the whole name of the show. That's my favorite you can't thing disappoint I've heard a podcast. in a long time. Yeah, just get mm-hmm. both elbows deep. Yeah. Jesus. Both of them. Well, I don't have anything else to say to you. From inside... They don't make gloves that long. The luxurious yet affordable Honda CRV. Black Lives Matter. Um, I'm Zach. <laughs> I'm Steven, and Honda is fantastic. Thanks, guys, for checking us out. Make sure you use promo code Podcast. Zach and Steven sent us at honda.com at checkout on the Honda online website. Uh, and you won't get anything. We won't get anything. Uh, but boy, will it be fun to type out. Yeah, that 404 error code is just fun to see every time. Woo-wee! All right, Honda. guys, this has been great. We'll see you next week. Honda! Get your Hondas here! <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> She's my little, little scoop.